Hi, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Please join us as we explore how you can enjoy a happier life and a fulfilling career, things that aren't always that easy in our modern world. We'll be taking a look to how you can explore well-being both inside and outside the workplace, how to prevent burnout, how to achieve true happiness in work and life, and so much more. So stick around. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Jenny and I are here today to talk about, I think it's, this is a tie of my favorite subject is, because uh, for me, kindness and happiness go hand in hand. And hopefully we'll talk a little bit about that today. Um, we're going to talk about uh, kindness, what, why it's important, um, all of the benefits of it, how we think that, you know, happy people are kind and where that is. And we might delve a little bit into this wonderful book. And you can see a lot of my post-it notes, uh, Humankind, which is a, a, a recent publication by Rutger Bregman. So we'll talk a little bit about that. So Jenny, do you want to tell me first, why kindness? Tell me about that. Why kindness? I think the kindness piece has become very apparent over the last 12, 15 months with the arrival of the pandemic, because for me, it's been the big silver lining. We've had so much to do. We've had so much anxiety and worry and uncertainty and all this stuff. And yet what I was seeing, particularly in that time of the initial lockdown, was people were seeking ways to show kindness to others. Yes. And it, it lifted everybody's spirits. And I think the kindness piece is recognizing that it's not just about us. It's for everyone. Our demonstration of kindness to a person starts that little ripple effect. So they then are kinder towards somebody else, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you get this sort of community uplift of, well, this kindness thing is actually making us all feel so much better. And when we feel better, we can cope more effectively. So, yes, on more kindness. And uh, I think it was actually in the UK, there was a, a Facebook group that launched called the Kindness Pandemic. Was it was it based in the UK? Did I get that right? Are you familiar with that one? So I am familiar with it. I didn't realize that it was UK-based, though. I But, yes. Well, maybe so I may be wrong. <laughs> But uh, it was it was seeing things like that where people were actually saying, you know what, this is important right now, yeah. um, and sharing their stories where other people had done something really nice or kind for them and the difference it made. And yes. when we read or hear about those stories, because all the other news was horrible, um, it gave us something very positive to hang on to. So I think the kindness is is a very useful positive emotion that we can sort of aim to have more of feeling kind um, because I think it really helps our feeling of well-being but it also makes us feel happier when we're when we're in that kind spot we're, we're definitely happier people I think oh absolutely and I love I love what you describe by like sharing the stories because there's there's the the effect, isn't there, that actually you don't even have to do something kind yourself. Mm. If you hear a story about someone being kind or you witness someone being kind to someone else, you get the, the positive effects of it and then you're doing it. So you get ripple yes. effects 
Yes. You get the benefits just from being around people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. um, it's it's like those little random acts of kindness that people talk about sometimes where they say, you know, it's, it's not about um, all the things that we plan, although you can plan a random act, even though that mm. sounds paradoxical. Um, <laughs> By, by just simply noticing what's going on with other people or remembering what they like. Um, and, and the research backs this up. And it's not just about saying, oh, well, it's Monday, therefore I must do my random act of kindness today and make sure I do one on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, etc. cetera. Um, what's, what was interesting was the research shows that if you do more random acts of kindness in one day, that actually has a much bigger positive effect on our demeanor than just doing one on its own. That's oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. It does put well, the picture on a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how do you do big ones? So interestingly, and I and I, I end up telling stories of my childhood all the time. I'm sure someone can uh, psychologically assess me at some point. <laughs> we, I grew up doing that. We didn't call it random acts of kindness necessarily, no. but planning positive surprises for people was something that my mom loved doing and I grew up loving to do yeah. uh, and I, st- I still to this day love doing that you know the best thing for me is planning a surprise for someone I love mm-hmm. and getting to watch them have it it's absolutely I would say that's my like number one favorite thing in the world um, and getting it right and thinking about them and, and attaching it to themselves mm-hmm. um, and then and then when you uh, and then when you bring that out, I think sharing those stories, you just get to relive it, and that person shares it. And again, that I love that link between um, community. What you were saying about it, it, it improves your community, right? It's rolling out overwards, yeah. and and community resilience right now is something we're missing because we're having to be so distant. Um, and so actually. When you said that, it made me think, well, when we do these ripple acts of kindness, we're actually kind of feeding back into our community resilience and our ability to to recover from where we're at and what we're doing. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because it's contagious, you know, and I love that. And it's and it's self-perpetuating, too, because what I've noticed is if I've had the opportunity to do a random act of kindness, it sets me up to want to do another. Yeah. So I'm anticipating, oh, what can I do now? <laughs> that, <laughs> well, that's part of that, that happiness, right? The, yeah. Like we, when we were talking about dancing in our, in our last conversation, it's that anticipation and then you know it's coming and then it comes. And, and so you're getting that, yes. um, you get that hit, but you get, you get both dopamine and I think you get serotonin from it, right? That's so you right. get the, right. the instant hit and then yeah. you have some of yeah. the long, longer effects, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, a friend of mine was sharing yesterday how um, she decided to write her partner a little love note. And I thought, oh, I'm thinking, my partner doesn't. No, I didn't think that. Well, I think <laughs> <laughs> so she was writing partner, a little love note and then she hid it in his undies drawer so that he would find it at a certain time and then be able to read it. And she was so excited about this. She could hardly contain herself because because the thought of his face when he was going to pull that drawer open and think, oh, what's this? That's not my knickers. I love it. I love it. 
And uh, I thought, yeah, we really do like setting up for that sort of unexpected surprise because, it, you know, we, we always talk about the brain loving certainty and patterns of familiarity, but we actually do love that element of surprise when it's a lovely surprise. Yes, um, when it's a positive surprise, right? <laughs> the negative surprise is that we don't. <laughs> uh, and I just thought, yeah, and... I thought it's such an easy thing to do. And that reminds us that, you know, acts of kindness don't have to be big or expensive, but it's the thought. It really is the thought that counts when it comes to being kind towards somebody else. And there's so many of these the stories that we tell, right? Um, you know, if you think about, you know, children's stories and books that that when we bring it to the present day, there's a lot of kind of storytelling that has has been backed to bed by science not perfectly but but it's really interesting how those threads come through yeah. right and yeah, you know, doing nice things for other people mm-hmm. and I love in the U.S. and in Canada growing up we had a, a guy called Mr. Rogers uh, who had a television series he did yes yeah he was a phenomenal uh, and he was so kind and and there's a wonderful quote out there about him where he says or he was worried about the what was happening when bad things were happening and the answer was look for the helpers and you know your story about the kindness pandemic is whenever there is bad things that happen you also see the best of humanity right it's with darkness comes light all those things you you, and, and if you can see those and hear those stories it does give you that hope and it gives you that and that leads to that thriving mindset doesn't it the being able to be grateful for for all of the good things that come out of those yeah um and I I was the idea of um finding the helpers because sometimes you know especially if we get a bit stuck ourselves where you know it's like it's Tuesday afternoon I've got Tuesday evening to go and then it's Wednesday morning you know when you're in about that little bit of a funk um Mm. if there's a helper about um that can make the biggest difference to enabling you to lift yourself out of that and if it's in the workplace even better because um it's not I don't think we should be relying on the leader necessarily to be always providing us with the um the ability to know how to to manage all the challenges we're facing on a daily basis. But if we have specific people in our workplace who, because of their personality, because of what they know for them by, you know, already about the neuroscience and the positive psychology and stuff that actually we, we feel better, we do better when we're in that higher, more positive state of mind by enabling more kindness between people then you break down those silos and people actually start talking with each other and then everything starts to feel better so I I believe that the day when we have workplaces full of helpers um, nice I love that kindness at work won't that be yeah. nice kindness at work it's amazing <laughs> and it's interesting isn't it because if you think about any given work environment you know who those you know who the person is instantly who are you going to right and so rarely it's not the leader you know it's so or the sorry the person in the management position I should say perhaps it is the leader in the room (laughs) but you know who you would go to right 
Um, well, and I was when I was thinking about this um, just before we signed on today, I, I went back and I was looking through the movie Happy that came out back in 2011. Yeah. And they did, um, I think, like 16 different countries and they interviewed people across all different um, you know, languages and cultures and everything. And and what they found in that movie was that happiness is defined differently in different places. It could be contentment, it could be yep. joy, it could be all these things. Yep. But what they found was that um, um, the kind of the more deeper, I guess in England, in English, we would say the contented happiness. So that, yep. that deeper happiness, yep. that those people are kind across no matter where you are so so happy people across the world the one the one thing that connects them that is the same is that they're kind they're more giving and altruistic um and they they serve others so they've they've gone over to that idea of of helping others which then brings them happiness which is exactly what we're talking about in that, <laughs> in that, in that spread yeah. Um, yeah so I guess there's a really big piece isn't there about where we are now and as we've as we're coming out of covid yes um how do we pick that back up mm. um mm. and how how could how could we use kindness as one of those i guess those things that are going to help us get back to normal because there's quite a lot of uncertainty and and things yeah. that we've been missing yeah, absolutely so i think you know by by being more mindful about how important kindness is we can actually just look to practice it more and I think with the kindness piece, we need to include ourselves in the mix because we're often thinking about being kind towards others. And yet we're not always very kind to us. Have you noticed? Nice. Yes. <laughs> we berate ourselves. And to our point earlier. Yeah, I absolutely. I'm, I'm um, excellent at being kind to other people. Yes. <laughs> so uh, to be a really fantastic helper it's about knowing that it's great to give and we, we can get very good at giving quite quickly. But being a great receiver is also equally as important because you may look at the gift or whatever it is or the kind act that's been given to you and think, I didn't actually want that. But <laughs> that's not the point. That's not what it's all about. It's that kindness piece where somebody else has thought about you as an individual and thought, you know what, I think they might like these pair of socks or whatever it is. Um, and and I think when we can get really good at receiving, then, then we've got kindness sorted. So let's be kind to ourselves as well as to others. And because it is a community thing, what acts of kindness can we do that are actually serving the greater good? Now, I, I came up with an idea Ah, I don't know what you what you will think of this. Being a fellow Vizsla owner, I think everybody should own a Vizsla, by the way, but no. Oh, absolutely. Talk about kindness. <laughs> We're talking about kindness. They're the best dogs ever. But when I go out for my morning and afternoon constitutional with our beautiful Vizsla, um, I always go, you know, with my pockets stuffed full of those little plastic bags I'm sure you have them in the UK as well oh, dog yeah. bags yes you yeah. know be, be a good citizen pick up your dog's poo um exactly. so I'm, I'm one of the the I'm a co-chief poo picker upper in our household because my husband does it too so you know we're, we're both joint chief poo picker uppers but I think what is a kind thing to do is if you notice somebody else's dog's poo 
And I know some people just think, oh, my God, you don't do you. And I say, yes, I do. If I've got spare bags, I will pick up their dog's poo and get rid of it as well. Because I don't want to be the one having to wash my dog's paws or my shoes <laughs> because I've trodden in it or somebody else has. Um, so it's it's about kindness in a different way. So it's been kind for the community doing something like mm-hmm. and it could be picking up litter or anything like that um, because it's it's helpful and it's a kind thing to do. Um, and it's a shift in mindset that, isn't it? Because you get people going, oh, that's so gross. That's not your problem. And yeah. actually, we can be quite close-minded about yeah. those things, can't yeah. we? And, yes. and I love that shift in mindset of, yeah, I might not want to do that, but can you, say, can you say that you have never missed a dog poo? I can't say that. I probably have missed my dog poo before, no, right? No. So, so think. how do we think about these things and how do we shift our mindset and, and assume good intent and think, I really hope that someone else would do that for me, yeah. um, whether it's dog poo or it's helping out or anything, checking in on someone, any of those things where instead of looking at through that lens of being annoyed and that really can happen in the workplace can't it you know you know taking that mindset and going oh I always have to fill in the blank right um and it's that that leads into our personal preferences and what people are good at and you know and getting to do what you do best Mm -hmm. um so I really love that idea you said something very insightful where um a lot of the time is because we don't see it as being our problem. Yes. It's somebody else's problem. Why do I have to bother? Well, you don't have to bother, but you can see that, you know, somebody has spilled tomatoes, ketchup all over the floor, or, you know, somebody's left the tap running or something like that. It's not your problem. Um, <laughs> why not do something about it? Yeah, you know, exactly. I love them. <laughs> Just as simple as that. Why not do something? About <laughs> it? And it's just, and it is that shift in mindset rather than think, well, somebody ought to fix that. Wow, I could actually use my fingers and turn the myself. <laughs> and if I can't, then I tell somebody to find somebody who can turn it off. Can yeah. yeah, I love that. And just imagine, I get like that kind of nudge theory, right? Yes. How much better would the world be if everyone just shifted ever so slightly, picked, picked up someone, one other dog poo, or turned off one other tap? Or <laughs> yes, I love that. Or, or report it when some uh, lift isn't working or something like that, so that exactly, people... so that somebody else doesn't have that experience. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm such a big fan of that. And I, and I can't wait. I've 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 now been putting my order in for that wonderful book that you told us about. At the oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Honestly, I read it. It's a huge, I mean, it's a huge book. It's a huge book. I got it and I read it in a night. Um, and I, I know that some, some people will find it, but it spoke to something for me so deeply that I have, have always believed or understood and to you know when someone writes the words that you feel yeah (laughs) and that's how I feel about that book it's so beautifully written and kind of historically accurate and you know backed with scientific but all this idea that actually the reason humans are where we are is because of kindness it's not in spite of kindness you know and this whole um kind of the he he takes apart the the Hobbesian versus Rousseau arguments of you know if you don't tell people hold people this tight then chaos will reign and they'll 
you know, it'll create a complete disaster. And and he talks about um, the Lord of the Flies, you know, the Goldsmith mm. book. Um, but then actually, you know, and we all know that story where the boys are lost on an island and it's horrible mm. and ends with them mm. murdering one of them. But he he found an article about a real life story of some some Tongan boys who got lost and shipwrecked for a year. Oh, and actually yeah. what happens in real life oh. is they work together. They made a pact never to fight. And even one of them had, I think, a broken leg and they were able to they took care of him and he was fine. Yeah. And they were all rescued a lot, I think, a year or over a year later. Um, wow. They made a pact to never fight. And so yeah. this. This argument that if we don't hold on to, you know, and 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 have this constructs of human nature, then chaos will descend and we'll all basically kill each other is is a fallacy. We don't we don't even though we think that because we've been in, we, that's not true. And actually, kindness is what we do. And, and there's so much kind of evolutionary history. There's a great study on um, kind of like animals um, and and their domestication based on showing slight kindness and the changes and yes. I, I, yes. I, I just can't um and I can't recommend it enough and I think the other animal research studies also suggest that you know we're not unique no in, no in showing kindness to each other other species have also been shown to show yeah. kindness to other members of their yeah. groups or troops yeah. or, or whatever so I think yeah it's something that's very important yes. um for our survival and thrival absolute thrival Ooh, love it yeah <laughs> but that's, that's exactly it it's so so powerful and mm-hmm. and when you look at throughout the whole of human history the things that have brought us forwards actually it it, it is almost always when we've come together yes. and we've shared things yes. right and that's that yes. idea of being able to to share knowledge to share learning to share food to share resources we would not have survived without that. Exactly. Um, exactly. So I, yeah, I love that. And uh, and he deals very well with cynics, which I, which I, which I like. That's a brilliant read, and and it does give you a way to think way more positively about the future and about how we can harness that. Um, and yeah, go do kind things. I want to go do random acts of kindness today. <laughs> so I think we should give our our listeners a challenge. Do you? I think so. I would yeah, love to. A kindness love challenge? To. Yeah, it's a kindness challenge. Let's okay. do it. So maybe we could encourage each and every one of you who's listening to this podcast today to pick a day and to do five acts of kindness during that day. Now, nice. it doesn't have to be to a particular person. You don't want to do five things for one person. <laughs> That's cheating. <laughs> it might not be so random or surprising. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Choose five different people or Love five it. different circumstances or five different events where you can see an opportunity just to show kindness at that time and just jot it down and just note how it makes you feel and reflect on it um, and what you think it did for the other person as well assuming it's a person that you were being kind to. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, reflect, uh, reflecting on it is so important and kind of savoring what you've done and really 
really holding it um, adds to the, those benefits. Uh, that's a great idea, Gently. I love it. So yeah, and we want to hear what what did you do? What did you find? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we could, we could ask everybody next time. What did you do for your random acts of kindness? I love it. Yeah, love it. it'd be great to hear. Mm. Well, thanks everybody for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation around kindness and it's made you reflect on, yeah, maybe there are, is room for improvement and introducing more kindness into your own life towards yourself as well to others. Um, and so we'll leave you today on that thought and uh, look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Thanks everybody. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. And you can always get involved in the well-being conversation at all of our social links in the show notes. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, and thrive in whatever you do.